It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, well, we're halfway through the week, so we have to put what happened against the Colts behind us. We move on. We think about the Green Bay Packers, which doesn't make you feel any better, but it's realistic now. That's what we have to do. we got to think of Aaron Rodgers, even when he's kind of hurt. Uh, still a really, really good quarterback. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, NickAshew.com as well. Uh, so I talked to Peter Bukowski of the Locked on Packers podcast. We had a conversation actually last night, uh, and it's always interesting, right? It's always an interesting thing to do to kind of see what you know, people outside of D.C., outside of the Redskins fan base and the Redskins media think about the Redskins and also just honestly the type of things that they wonder about, their perception. So this is how the conversation went. Nick, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Of course. Happy to be on, man. It's, uh, it's been a rough, rough week on the Redskins side of things. Let's just say that. <laughs> Well, and, and after a, a week one that I think was was somewhat surprising for a lot of people, and then it turns out Arizona is just really bad. So, uh, what do you <laughs> what do you make of Arizona? Or excuse me, what do you make of of where Washington is after two weeks? Well, I can make of Arizona that they lied to us and made us think the Redskins were better than what they were. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the Redskins, I don't look, I, look going into the season, I thought seven and nine, eight and eight, and. I'll tell you this, I mean, look, it's not like Redskins fans are the only fan base where a lot of the fans are psychopaths and think they're going to be a 12-win team every year. There are fans that think the Redskins are going to be a 12-win team every year. They're not. I, I look at the Redskins right now as a team that has the potential to be, one, better than what they were last year, but, two, has a lot of things to still work out. They've got, look, numerous players, especially on this offense that are new, that don't look prepared yet for this season. Week one was nice. Because apparently against Arizona, they're like what the Browns used to be. And although that's not like the Browns have actually won a game yet, but they're still, you know, they're the team that you tied your stats against a little bit. You watch them and you go, oh, man, our team's looking great. Like, the worst thing for the Redskins to have was Arizona week one because everybody got way too confident from the organization to the players to the fan base. And you think, oh, man, 12 wins, here we go. This is totally going to be turned around now. And it's not happening. Look, Adrian Peterson is a nice, fill in for them with Darius Geis out for the year. Darius Geis was going to be their feature back. Tears his ACL. you got to move on. The Redskins haven't had a good running game since Clinton Portis. So they've been looking for somebody that could be a good running back for them for a long time and run the ball consistently. Adrian Peterson's not going to be that guy. Now, is he going to have games like he had week one? 26 carries, 96 yards? Yes. But is he also going to have games like he had week two where he averages 1.9 yards a carry? Mm. Yes. And that's going to be part of the frustration or guys like Alex Smith, is he needs weapons around him, and we've seen that. And he loves to dump the ball off to tight ends, to running backs like Chris Thompson, who, by the way, the Redskins were led in receiving by a running back against the Colts, and their leading rusher was a wide receiver. So that shows you how discombobulated the offense was against the Colts for the season opener. It was a mess, but 
They do have some weapons that Alex Smith can be comfortable with. The thing is now, they've got to get other guys involved. And we know with Alex Smith, in the past, he doesn't really like throwing outside to his receivers very much. Yeah, so when as you look at this team, and as you pointed out, it, it's tough to tell much after two weeks, given the teams that they played. Indianapolis also, we, at least at this point, we don't think is a world beater. So if you were gonna if you were gonna point out and say these are the, this is the one or two or even three areas where this team is really strong, where would you point to? I look. I, I still look at. Uh, yeah, I. I I, 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 I'm afraid to say this, but I still think overall when healthy, that offensive line is still a pretty strong offensive line. They did not look good week two, so it makes me sound stupid when I say that right now. But when they're healthy, and we saw it last year as well, that when they were healthy, they do a good job of at least pass-blocking for this team. Now, is that going to change after what we saw against the Colts team that really has no pass rush whatsoever? Maybe. And maybe I'll feel stupid three weeks from now when they still look the same. But I still do have confidence overall generally in this offensive line. I will tell you this. The defensive line for the Redskins was their, one of their biggest weaknesses, if not the biggest weakness last year. They were the worst team against the run. They allowed 134 yards a game on the ground, but they went out and now they have John Allen healthy, knock on wood. They have Matt Ioannidis, their other defensive end, healthy, who was a guy that was came out of Rutgers and really was never thought to be somebody that was going to be a major contributor necessarily to this team after his rookie year, and now he's become a stud for them and you draft Ron Payne in the first round, your base 3-4 defensive line right there looks really good, and it really may end up being the strength of them. I still like what the Redskins are on both interior lines, but you know the biggest thing, too, and I'm sure you guys know this as well, uh, health really dictates how your team season is going to go. Yeah, that's true for any team, unfortunately, and unless you're – you know, a team like the Eagles, uh, it is tough to weather those injuries, and even they are obviously dealing with with some of those issues right now. Um, if you were going to create a game plan and say how th- this is how I would attack this Washington team, uh, w- would it be more or less what the Colts did in Week Two, or or, or just sort of uh, give me give me how you would attack this team based on where their weaknesses are? I mean, right now, I'd stuff the box and I'd force Alex Smith to have to make plays on the run, and I would make sure that they didn't. That Alex Smith has to, throw, has to throw the ball outside more because Josh Doxson, who was their first round pick a couple of years ago, is shown right now he's either injured or has stone hands and can't catch the football, and Alex Smith doesn't really have any confidence in him. So if you could stop Chris Thompson out of the backfield, their running back caught 13 passes last week against the Colts who's probably their best offensive weapon, maybe even more than Jordan Reed right now, if you're able to stop that and force Alex Smith to throw the ball to guys like Paul Richardson, to guys like Josh Doxson, they just added two other receivers, like Rashad Perryman, who has just can't, like he's a receiver that can't catch the football, but I guess they're going to try and throw him out there unless he can play running back for them. I'm not really sure at this point. But if you force Alex Smith to get out of those comfort zones and throw to guys like Doxson, to Paul Richardson, people he doesn't have as much confidence in, you're going to beat this game pretty easily because we saw that happen week two, and the Colts made it look really, really easy. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me, who's going to win every single week? And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game, right? But if you think you do know who's going to win, 
you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years. They got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash, win big today. I'd recommend them because they're good. That's why I'm telling you to go and check them out. That's why I'm urging you to play with my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there, by the way. You can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. This is new. Just more ways to help get you involved in this, right? To help feed that urge. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Redskins. All right, here's more of my conversation with Peter Bukowski, the Locked On Packers podcast. And, and, and one of the things that they were able to do was they were, they were able to get after this, this Washington defense uh, with their tight ends. There was the, the Eric Ebron touchdown on the opening drive. Andrew Luck did, on that first drive, make it look easy. What is the status of that secondary? They have Josh, Josh Norman. I know the secondary played a lot better in week one, but again, this was against the Cardinals. Do you have to just take a performance like we saw in week one and say, well, maybe it doesn't matter as much? Uh, look, I, there's still so many. It's funny that you bring this up because like, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. There are still so many questions on this team overall. We look at So like coming into the season, the biggest question mark to me with the Redskins was their secondary, right? Yeah. Because you had Josh Norman, who is an established veteran, but at the same time had no interceptions last year, didn't play as well as he did the first year. After that, your number two corner was Quentin Dunbar, who's a converted receiver. Now, Quentin Mm -hmm. Dunbar right now has looked really good weeks one and two. I mean, he's been all over the place, helping generate turnovers, getting hands on the ball, things like that. Awesome in week one. Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic week one, and that's... That's what we've been hoping for, but like after that, when they traded away Kendall Fuller, there really became a great slot corner for them in the Alex Smith trade to Kansas City. You know, you thought, okay, well, Fabian Morrell was somebody who they drafted out of UCLA. First round grade injury, so dropped a little bit. Redskins maybe got a steal. You hope that he can then contribute on top of that and become their next slot corner, become that guy that's going to be, you know, the third corner that you can count on to make plays, but not necessarily your starter. Right now, you, you see flashes of what they can be. I'm going to tell you this: Josh Norman is going to be the candidate if he does not if he does not live up to the salary that he's making this year to be cut next offseason. Fans were already asking for him to be cut this past offseason, but you know how fans are; they're illogical and automatically mm-hmm. assume that one guy one guy in one bad year he should be gone no matter what, and it's not necessarily <laughs> that simple. But I'm telling you, as it continues, more and more people start to whisper that maybe he was more of a product of that Carolina defense. Now. You couldn't get rid of him this year because of, like I said, so many question marks in the secondary for them. But, uh, you know, I, I look at that, the Redskins secondary, 
overall would say, I like what Dunbar has become after that, including Josh Norman. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Norman as a potential, maybe scapegoat is the wrong word, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of wondering in a division that has the defending Super Bowl champions and the Cowboys have shown a little bit of life. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington has the bye week in week four, but then they have New Orleans, Carolina, Dallas, Atlanta. Uh, Tampa Bay oh, in, gauntlet, in five of the next gauntlet, weeks. I mean, man. there's a really, it's a really difficult schedule. Really, the rest of the way, if they go five and eleven, six and ten, uh, I mean, do they have a new coach in 2019? There's there's a very real possibility of that. It, it's funny because you know Jay Gruden is the first coach under Dan Snyder to get an extension as the head coach of the Redskins. It's never happened before under Dan Snyder. So he's finally. Address a little bit of that continuity. Right, put the Redskins in a position. Right, which, <laughs> but now it, it's crazy to think of. Let me tell you something. You guys are so lucky with what you deal with because you've had so much continuity, and you're down here in Washington, and we're just hoping for a coaching staff to stick together for a few years. And people generally are happy that Jay Gruden got that extension because, look, as sad as it is, a team that's hovering around 500 and has one division title and a play, has played in a playoff game under Jay Gruden. We're excited about it down here. So it's great that that's actually happened. But that being said, if they go 6-10 and 10 and it's not another year where the Redskins are decimated by injuries, because last year, I mean, it got to the point where the offensive line, there weren't enough offensive linemen to actually have a practice for the Redskins. They were so just destroyed by all the injuries they had. If it's not the case in that sense, and it's actually just this team starts to spiral out of control with where you talked about the gauntlet of the schedule coming, I mean, it's, you're dealing with an Aaron Rodgers and a Drew Brees and a Cam Newton, and you continue through that schedule, and it's tough, and you're playing tough quarterbacks. If this spirals out of control, yes, there is a very real possibility that ownership just says, I, this can't happen. We're going to have to find somebody new to take this team to the next level. I'll say this. As much as the Redskins have had the reputation of being dysfunctional and being a mess, they've made a conscious effort, one on the field, to make this about football. And it's been quiet the past couple of off-seasons where it's just been about football. But, two, they have new people that are actually in the front office that are on the fan experience side of things, the stadium operations side of things, where they're being honest and they're like, look, we want to make it a better experience for you fans. We want you to come back to the games because, I don't know if you saw, the Redskins home opener had 57,000 people there, which is a tiny number. It was the lowest home opener that they've ever had since, like, the 70s. So it's, it's a really bad situation, and fans are fed up with that. So... The organization will have to also balance whether or not they want to make that move because then they're definitely going to take another PR hit. A lot of people just assume, well, same old Redskins again, which really hasn't been the case. But at 6-10, and 10, this spiral is out of control. You can't really blame them for making another change. Well, you, you won't have to worry about that this Sunday because uh, there'll be 15,000 Packer fans in Maryland oh, for the game. Oh, that's a so. low number. Are you kidding me? It's probably going to be 30,000 Packer fans at a FedEx field. It's going to be ridiculous. All right, what went right and what went wrong with the Redskins' defense against the Colts, and what are they going to have to do to improve, even though, look, they're first in yards allowed right now and second in points allowed in the NFL. A lot of those numbers are skewed because of the fact that they padded their stats against Arizona Week 1. But we're going to hear from Josh Norman next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. Your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Well, um, obviously it's disappointing because you know what your capabilities are and we just not showed it tonight. We're not play Redskins football, and that's the most disappointing part about it. In all phases of the game, it's just, you know, you get the opportunities like that, you can't get them back. So you got to capitalize when you get the opportunity, and we did, and we just didn't do it today. That's the most frustrating part about it all, really. Hey, Josh, did they do anything different that threw you all off a little bit defensively? Defensively, I don't think they did anything different other than they wanted the shots, they wanted the deep balls, we didn't give it to them. You know, they got a little under routes, um, pick plays. That was end up hurting us a little bit, um, but we was able to, you know, counteract them later on in the game. And it's just, you know, those plays you got to have some adjustments to. And you know, time ran out to where we couldn't really adjust that quick. And you know, we just gotta, you know, be better from that and understand and try to correct those things out there when they happen and try to play something. You know, try to do something different. We'll, we'll see. Five and nine on third down, whereas like Arizona was one and eight last week. Just yeah. What was kind of the difference there? Tell the tape. Let's tell the tape. Um, like I said earlier, you know those places where they pick pace, you got to be better at them. You press them and play off certain situations. Um, like I said before, the pass, the, the rushing um, backfield go hand to hand. Rush there, pass get there. If we not holding up, the rush can't get there. So we got to do a better job. I think in the back end, just all around, just playing that those situations a little bit better than what we have been. Um, whether the guys up or the guys off, we just got to be a bit disciplined. And those um, plays and come out with, you know, success. And that's all that matters. I think we played five for nine. You just got to look at the overall scheme of everything that we put into place. Um, hopefully, you know, make adjustments as they go. Refresh, reset, you know, new opponent next week. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, Green Bay, but like I said, this is probably set with us for a little bit. Then we're going to them. Um, you kind of like want to put this thing behind you and, but. It still sucks, you know, it's how I taste in the mouth because that one, that, that's the one you got to have. you got to have those games. And when you don't, that's the, you know, they sit in you. They sit in you more so than a win do. And that's the part you got to get over and move on and get ready for another team because these guys coming in here, I'll tell you right now, they're not, you know, playing games. So uh, we're going to just see guys like that week in, week out, and we just got to be better from it and learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're right there for them. You know, they're picking moments and times in the games in which we got to, you know, understand and, and see the situations and the keys and, and play the leverage. Um, sometimes we had those and they just dink them. Sometimes crossers, those unders, got to play off when you see certain situations of the game, not knowing that coming. And you just got to be better from it. Um, when I see them, you know, we see something and we go at it and then they do something totally different. So you just got to prepare for that and always got to prepare. Um, you get your moments. They don't come too often, so when they do come, you just got to break people back. And, and I will. And we will pick those times when they come and we'll make plays when they happen. So. Specifically, the play where you almost had a safety. Walk us through that one. Yeah, even that play. You know, it's just it's, it's, 
that's just disappointing. You see it, you shoot it, and then when you shoot it, you think you're going to get it. She ain't finished the play. I didn't, I didn't finish the play. I didn't, you know, take it and go all the way through with the, through with the play. And then we had it and just, you know, sometimes that happens. But when you see it, you realize it, you just got to come up with it. That's, that's pretty much what it is. It's black and white, you know. If you make the play, you don't. That's what it is. And, and we'll be ready for it next time when we see it. All right, more Packers preview coming up tomorrow. Of course, we'll hear from probably Jay Gruden again, and then we'll hear from whoever else, whatever players I can get you. We'll have that as well on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.